0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, we are the podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons, and every week we bring you a different episode from a different series. My name is Randy. I am the host of this show, and I'm going to lead you through this journey. But I'm not alone. I'm never alone on this journey through 80s cartoons. Once again, I am joined by my good friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing, Tay
1: what up, everyone? I am your legally questionable co-host. You already know what's up.
0: <laughs> oh, man. And today we've got another great episode for you. Uh, but, of course, before we get into that, of course, we've got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to com. Check out all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Of course, uh, look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast both on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And today, we're taking a look at another 80s cartoon. We're taking world, a dive into the world of the Centurions. Man and Ooh. Machine, they are power extreme.
1: <laughs> they are something, to say the least.
0: Dude. Like, <laughs> this show, man, like... I love these kind of, like, sci-fi fantasy <laughs> They're tech fantastic. Tech shows. They're uh, This one I did not watch in the 80s. I watched it in the 90s when I got Cartoon Network and Real Cable. Because they were playing a lot of 80s cartoons. Like, when this was probably about 96, 97.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, it was, like, about 96, 97 when I got, you know, Real Cable. And, yeah, the Cartoon Network was playing a lot of these 80s cartoons at the
1: time. Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to say I vaguely remember them, but I do. <laughs> so they were, dude. uh, whoo, boy.
0: Oh, dude, like, if I'd have known about this show, this would have been, like, one of those, like, I would have had to have the toys for this series.
1: Right? This would have been like the perfect McDo- McDonald's Happy Meals toy. <laughs> Especially for the villains and the heroes. Both. Dude.
0: Uh, but say we are taking a look at the episode The Sky is on Fire. Uh, so we start out with our heroes. They're on an airplane and they're approaching the Oceana Research Station where they're going to be uh, taking a look at a Demonstration of a device. Uh, of course, your mm. lovely eighty-stroke of devices and testing.
1: I was going to say, sound familiar, folks? Uh huh. From our last
0: from our last view. So yeah, they we cut to a scene where this half man, half robot-looking dude just pops out of a box and starts attacking people with more robots. It's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like Ronald Reagan's
0: like evil twin brother that no one know, knew about. It's, it's That's Richard, what he looks like. It's Richard Nixon from Futurama.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the Richard Nixon head.
0: And we learn that this individual is called Hacker. And he is the second in command to Doc Terror, the main Oof. villain of the series. He's...
1: They're both ugly as fuck,
0: dude. They're fucking ugly. Hacker has got this ginormous overbite. He's like his head is just like a giant ball of ugly.
1: (laughs) Seriously, he's ugly as shit. Poor guy. Like he had no choice but to be a villain. Yep. Like when when he was born. His parents looked at him. They're like, fuck, you're evil.
0: Dude, like, this guy may be the ugliest villain in a cartoon series.
1: God. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> it's like He yeah, had no choice.
0: Oh, there's someone else we're going to feel bad for in this episode. Because after Hacker does his thing and kidnaps all the, the people there, unbeknownst to the rest of the compound we switch back to our heroes, the Centurions. And they arrive, and they're greeted by a Navy attache by the name of Lieutenant Smith. Mm-hmm. And she's the one we get to feel sorry for. Yeah, she is straight up sexually harassed <laughs> by one of our main characters. Immediately! He's... Oh my
1: god, dude. He's like, Ah, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like seriously, the sexual harassment that immediately follows is freaking ridiculous.
0: This is one of our main heroes. This is Ace McCloud. He is the air. The, he is the airborne specialist of the team.
1: Yeah, I bet he was the airborne specialist of the fucking team.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. And yeah, no, we we go from all the great stuff Neil Ross did last. On our last episode, we talked about a shipwreck to him playing sexual harassment panda.
1: Yep. Makes oh. me a sad panda. <laughs> no, they seriously went in. Like, as soon as she approached, like, as soon as she was there. Mm hmm. Good God.
0: Yeah. So yes, as we learned, that they are here for a demonstration of a device called the cryonic freeze ray.
1: Mm, the freeze ray seems to do more harm than good, to be honest.
0: As do um, most devices in '80s cartoons.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh look, the building's on fire. Let's yeah, fuck. See, er- let's fuck everyone up.
0: Yeah, and they provide a quick demonstration of it by lighting this model building on fire and then using the rate to freeze it, effectively putting out the fire.
1: And cryogenically freezing every content within.
0: And once we learned how our device actually works, oh, look, the bad guy's attack. Like, oh, that's very nice. Run your ducats. Yeah. So, Hacker attacks, and then, um, Lieutenant Smith attacks. But no, it's not actually Lieutenant Smith. It's Amber, the daughter of Doc Terror. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So yeah, we get another one of these tropes of the, the bad guy has their family working for them.
1: Yeah, it's, um... There was a lot going on right away.
0: Mm-hmm. And great voice acting, though, by the by the actress that plays Amber. Uh, oh, Amber she is... was great, by the way. It, it was actually kind of sexy. <laughs> Amber is played thinking, oh, by. Shit. Uh... All right. Time for me to blow your mind here again, Phil.
1: Before she did.
0: <laughs> so Amber <laughs> is played by Jennifer Darling ah fuck my face who i did not get to mention i don't know if i got to mention this in our last turtles episode but is also the voice of irma
1: you did that's why i said fuck my face and yes not for nothing but the nerdy chick is always the hot one
0: and also the voice of velma
1: irma like come on yeah
0: and jennifer darling is also the voice of pythona in gi joe the movie Ooh, I don't remember if I got to mention that factoid.
1: People don't blame me for my interest in women, okay? (laughs) All right, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) Cause, damn.
0: So yeah, they grab the ray and leave. Everything is on fire. There are robots everywhere. which the robots, we come to learn, are called Traumatizers. <laughs> great name. Oh, my God. Absolutely great name.
1: Imagine. At your lo- local of, like, Circles of Care or something. They have, like, automatons working for them.
0: So like sending in the Traumatizers. <laughs> so, yes, some... Um, Ooh! So at this point, our heroes call out to Sky Vault, which is the one of the Centurion's headquarters is an orbital platform up in space. And for those who don't know, the premise of the show is our three heroes have basically these exo frames that they can attach various parts to to create different armors, semi vehicles. They're basically a fusion of man and machine.
1: Almost effortlessly. Yes. This is pretty much the T-something hundreds of people.
0: So, yes. uh, Basically, the guys all split up. And for those who don't know of the series, there are three main heroes for the series. There is Jake Rockwell, who specializes in ground attacks. Max Ray, who is the aquatic base member of the team. And, of course, sexual harassment panda, Ace (laughs) McCloud, who is the airborne (laughs) tactician of the team.
1: Sexual harassment panda! Dude, seriously. These had to be, like, the McDonald's toys of, like, the decade at one (laughs) point.
0: Oh, dude, like... I... if Oh, God. I had seen this show, like, as a kid. You know, like, before seeing it, like in the late nineties, <laughs> dude, I totally would have wanted the toys.
1: Seriously,
0: yeah, these toys are great. I mean, yeah, fucker. <laughs> I mean, I may have to go back and like see what the market looks like on eBay. See if I can. Put well, a few I bet in they're my out collection. there.
1: They get. They gotta be.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Oh man. Uh, oh, so just looking at the uh, voice talent here. So, Max Ray, who is more or less the leader of the team also, uh, we get another appearance by Pat Fraley, the voice Next of Crane. Yep. <laughs> Tell you, man, these I mean, these voice actors seemed to want to work together a lot in the 80s. They did. Oh, man.
1: I'm telling you, like the 80s was like lucrative voice acting. They made... They made some good money. Oh, I'm sure. They had to, like, seriously.
0: <laughs> that or there was no money because they're all taking, like, all these roles.
1: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's a good point.
0: So, pretty sure it's either, like, one extreme or the other. It's like either it's re- the money was really good back then or there was just no money to be had at all.
1: Or the drugs were really good back then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, gotta pay the bill somehow and from this point the the bad guys sort of split up we've got robots fighting them in the water our the uh, hacker and amber are getting away in like a mini sub they dispatch another wave of traumatizers
1: that fucking name oh my god dude seriously
0: yeah so eventually our heroes beat the traumatizers but unfortunately our main bad guys got away and (coughs) and so they go back to the headquarters of the evil doc terror and basically we learn what his evil plan of the week is
1: doc terror is a fucking
0: bastard bro
1: Good, fucking god!
0: This is he, literally this is literally the first episode of the series. Also, he's scary as fuck, dude. Like he is scary as fuck. His his schemes, he's fucked up. Like this is like the first episode. And like his plan is basically genocide.
1: I was gonna say it is not only human genocide. It is basically. It's basically organic genocide, period. Fuck the humans. Fuck the animals. Fuck anything that breathes oxygen. You're done. You're dead.
0: Yeah. So basically what his plan is... He's fucked. He's basically going to send up these warheads that will ignite the radiation in the Van Allen radiation belt. And basically it's going to start heating up the earth. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, he's just going to pull up, you know, ask for a full and complete surrender. And then he'll launch the cryo ray and return everything to normal once the world is turned over to him.
1: And his, his basis was like, it's going to get so unbearable that everyone's going to basically wreak havoc on themselves. Yep. It's going to get so hot that they're going to... Everyone's basically going gonna to... Destroy themselves, but at the same time, his diabolical plan was to kill everything.
0: Yeah.
1: He's fucked.
0: I mean, it's just going to be less he'll have to deal with once the world is his.
1: Build-a-blocks body-ass heaven boy.
0: Yeah, no, like, him and <laughs> Hacker are literally, like, one side of them is literally all human, the other side is literally all machine. It looks like Build-A-Blocks. Bro, and like, one point later in the episode, like, he actually, like, he's switching out, like, weapons attachments.
1: Yes. Like, they are like, Build-A-Blocks. The fuck? That's exactly what they are. Jeez. I was like, my kids would love building you together. <laughs> <I was> like
0: <laughs> and So at this point, we've learned the bad guy's plan. And he's basically launch the rockets to set off the chain of events here. And at this point, we come up to a commercial break. So we'll take a break here ourselves, folks, and we'll be back in just a moment. Be back, biatch!
1: your Rockwell, Detonator, and Hacker, each sold separately.
0: Evil Hacker attacks Jake Rockwell. Eat this, Centurion. I need a more powerful weapon. Energized Detonator. Now try my diet. This will stop you. Piece of cake. And now for you. I'm out of here. Your history.
1: You, Centurions, Detonator, Jake Rockwell, and Hacker, come as shown. Each sold separately.
0: All right, and we are back. As we come back from the commercial, our heroes are at one of their Earth-based headquarters in New York City, and basically they're trying to figure out, you know, what Doc Terror's plan is, when it's going to go into motion, because obviously he wants the ray for something. And it's like, oh, actually, we're just going to find out right now. Because literally on cue as they're asking, you know, trying to figure this out, the explosion happens.
1: Doc Terror is an asshole. Right. Seriously. Like if any villain like carried through to his plans, it's Doc Terror. He's Uh, he's gonna warn you one time. Yeah. One time. And then just fuck you afterwards.
0: Oh, actually nope. I jumped ahead a little bit. No, they're not in their New York headquarters. They're still in the plane traveling back. So like Ah, that's right. That's right. So when this happens, like (laughs) The pilot gets knocked out, like, or maybe he's dead. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty. F- like, guys, seriously, watch this. Watch this
1: episode.
0: It is fucked. I'm like, wait, is the pilot actually dead at this point? <laughs> seriously, there's no indication that like he's awake or moving. I don't think. At just any basically point after stops this
1: stops functioning completely. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, so they're heading towards a, you know, a horrible aquatic death. And so all the radiation is in the air. They're trying to call out to Sky Vault, you know, to get armor and weapons. So we do have a bit of a, a tense moment here. Oh, yeah. But luckily they're able to get through.
1: Thankfully, because I was actually scared. Right? (laughs) Because that was some that was fucked. Like, if you had a Marvel villain, this would be the one.
0: Yeah. Dude, man, like, still at this point, it's like, wait, so is the pilot actually dead or not? The world will never know. Yeah, I think he's probably dead. It might be. R.I.P. pilot. R.I.P.
1: <laughs> that poor guy.
0: Is that yeah? So now we are at the Centurion's New York base headquarters. where, And as they're kind of going through plans, trying to figure out what to do. Doc Terror has hacked the world's communication systems.
1: Mm-hmm. So now
0: he's on every TV. Doc and- Terror.
1: Remember the fucking
0: name. And he makes his ultimatum. He wants a complete and unequivocal surrender. And the world has 12 hours to do so. And really not by choice, because basically 12 hours is basically the point where the once the, the radiation takes effect and raises the Earth's temperature, that's basically when everything will die, is within the 12 hours.
1: Mm-hmm. Guys, Doc Terror... Remember how we talked about Cobra?
0: Right? when Doc fucking terror. Dude, when these villains get serious, they get serious.
1: Yeah. 80s villains were not playing with your ass. No. At all. They will destroy everything including themselves
0: to prove a damn point. Yeah. And so the Centurions head over to the World Council... Who has called an emergency meeting, and they are like they are basically in a meeting with the president of the U.S., who is letting them know that yeah we are we're surrendering.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, dude!
0: Like, dude, straight up has like a briefcase, like the documents are already drawn up. He's like, yeah, no, we're done,
1: dude. This next scene. (laughs)
0: Bruh, so he like straight up heads up to the roof of the building. Doc Terrors ship arrives, and just grabs him up and takes him up. This is like this part gets insane, dude. Yeah, Doc Terror don't give a fuck,
1: dude. He really doesn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! You know all
1: all heroics aside. From the Centurions? Doc Terror does not give a fuck.
0: Yeah, no. He does not. He just, like, straight up, like, looking through the papers. He's making sure all the documents are in order. And then he learns they're being followed. He's like, Mm -hmm. by the Centurions. He's like, this was a setup. Now there will be no mercy.
1: He does not give two hot steaming shits about anyone or anything.
0: Yeah, everyone is going to die at this point. And he gives no fucks. (laughs) He straight up says, no, there is no mercy, there will be no mercy at this point.
1: His account is in the negative of fucks. Yeah. And he does not
0: care. So, he straight up, like, backhands the president. And we learn that it is Max Ray.
1: Yeah. The the presidential mask split in half. And bada bing, bada boom, it's Max Ray.
0: Yeah. So somewhere between the president leaving his office and getting to the roof, I'm pretty sure at some point the centurions had to probably jump him. Yeah. So where did they get a complete disguise of the president, like, that quickly?
1: And this is back in the 80s, so this had to be some immaculate-ass mask.
0: Right? But it's like... And these documents! Him... Right? How did they get them? these documents drafted so quickly? They were ready.
1: Centurions ain't nothing to fuck with. It's like,
0: dude. But no, like, that's... It's kind of one of those logical inconsistencies that I know I'm overthinking this, but I'm like, yeah, no. How did they get this costume created in what appears to be?
1: (laughs) They were ready.
0: Somehow.
1: I don't know how, but they were ready.
0: Because I think the president even said, like, I'm pretty sure somewhere in the dialogue it said they didn't have much longer left, like. Maybe an hour or two. You know what? I think so.
1: So was like. So I guess they always have a contingency plan. I guess I don't. I don't know.
0: Live? It's was like because I mean they did seem surprised that the president was going to surrender that quickly, or yeah. the like, the entire world council.
1: Yeah, that's it, true. It did
0: seem like it threw them off a little bit, and I'm like. Wait a minute. Now that I'm actually thinking about it, I'm like, hmm.
1: It was all an act.
0: Yeah, these um could have been. But there's nothing in the episode that tells us this was an act. As far as I can tell from how it was written and played out.
1: This is true.
0: Earth was surrendering. And, and it really felt like they made up this plan right on the spot to replace the president with Max.
1: How did that board meeting go? Okay, so Max, huh? (laughs) Like, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna what?
0: Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, once he reveals it's a Centurion, Doc Terror just like straight up chucks him out of the ship.
1: Dude. The, seriously, this villain—he is scary, man. Right? He's fucking scary.
0: Straight up, man. See, so, yeah, like, so.
1: he's—he's so on board for like murder and genocide. Immediately,
0: he is scary as fuck. See, hmm so, yeah, no, like they barely managed to save him in time. But like like even Ace like, all right, nope, I, I ain't gonna make it.
1: Yep, yeah, not gonna reach him in time. We
0: really need some armor for this guy. Luckily. Yeah, so they managed to get uh one of Max's armors out to him. So he's safe, he's good. And so at this point they head back to their headquarters. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They cannot track Doc Terror for anything. Basically, every trick they know, they are just producing nothing.
1: Yep, contingencies.
0: But somehow, Sky Vault and Crystal are able to track him down. Um, I know. Basically, they use they use something from the from the ray itself. Because basically, that large of a scale that would have to be used to actually, you know, um, basically take out the fires with the cryo ray is going to is go would end up requiring very precise placing, and there was only a few places on Earth where the device could be positioned high enough to actually work the way it's supposed to. So basically, using that logic.
1: Villains don't think about these things, do they?
0: Yeah. So basically from Sky Vault, they were able to point it down that Doc Terror is in Tibet. Tibet fucking China. Bruh. So once again, we're going to get into my overthinking this thing, but <laughs> how are Yo, they I heard, get from?
1: When I heard that, I'm like, he's said
0: Tibet China. Like, that would still require some lengthy travel time. Yeah. As far as I know, Sky Vault can only teleport the armor to them. I don't remember any cases where they used it as a beaming platform, like a Star Trek transporter, to move them. We were lied to. So at this point it's like wait. How? Like they were they they were pretty on a very low level of time left. Like when the this whole plan with the president went through.
1: Exactly. So I'm like they've all got right. some serious <laughs> contingencies if that's the case. Like they seriously like predetermined every scenario. Like, that's the only thing I can think of.
0: Uh, But even, like, with these contingencies, it's like, wait a minute. How are you going to get from, like, New York to Tibet?
1: Yeah, Tibet, Almost immediately. Out of all places.
0: Like... Unless you have, like, something in Sky Vault that can transport them like with the armor but i don't remember that ever being established at any point on the show yeah no why do i have to overthink these things <laughs> especially as adults there're too many logical issues oh my god man. like i'm oh, pretty sure the kids. world should they're be dead at this point this like at this point of the episode the entire world should be dead at this point
1: yeah borderline on this episode they
0: almost were yeah yeah so they make their way to Tibet and when we see them in Tibet there is no evidence that they've been transported it's like they just kind of just show up because apparently there must have been enough time Uh, uh, because oh the bad guys were waiting Like, they straight up, like, ambushed the Centurions when they tried to. Yeah, seriously. Like,
1: they expected everything.
0: So, you know, like, they grabbed them. They took their risk communicators so they couldn't, you know, smash the shit out of them. Yes. Smash them, Dude. dude. Like, this is actually pretty good.
1: That's why I tell you this villain is scary. Like, he. Predicted almost everything Yeah and they
0: They were pretty much fucked Right so Sky Vault can't communicate with them So they're just sitting in a jail cell basically So they know they gotta get to like Doc Terror's command center To you know Get the device Contact Sky Vault All that good stuff Say so, you know. So, I mean, there's a good argument for all these contingency plans. Because, dude. Like, <laughs> what they do to get out of the prison is just insane, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just take this oh, metal wire. God. And they set it up, like, as a lightning rod. Yeah. Because the radiation storms are just creating like all this atmospheric chaos.
1: We're gonna blast the door using radiation lightning.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's like what? And it works. Yeah. So yeah, they actually get out of the of the prison and they make it up to Doc Terror's command center and so far, they're doing pretty good. They actually managed to get the drop on Amber. Jake grabs her from behind. She's hot, and she's like, and he's like, no, 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 you ain't, <laughs> no, 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 you you ain't touching anything. You ain't you ain't calling out for help. Pretty much. So Max tries to make the call out to Sky Vault. And Doc Terror just blasts the control panel.
1: Doc Terror is He lives up to his name. Let's let's say that much.
0: He is like, good God, dude. He's like everywhere. Dude, this guy has everything just so planned out.
1: Does he really need minions? Does he really need them?
0: Right? It's like they're just for seriously. Show he's
1: basically everywhere.
0: So dude, he... Good like, God. Brings out more of the traumatizers. He's like, time to battle. So at this point, apparently they did get just enough of a signal out. So the Sky Vault could lock on to them. And now they have armor.
1: Get you, get you, get you. Armor extreme. Power extreme. That's what it was. I was trying to remember the the saying that they were saying. (laughs) Yeah. But it was cool as shit. Like, as soon as they said it, like, all this, like, extra armor came on. It was like a Transformers, like, medley going on.
0: It's like an anime sequence. Right. Where they have to call out the transformation.
1: It was like a manly-ass Sailor Moon.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Bro, did you ever see... Oh, did you see that clip online? it was like someone made like this thing of like Iron Man trant like putting the armor on. oh yeah
1: To I the did, sailor remember, Moon yes I saw that
0: oh my god that was that
1: was glorious yeah, they no, fantastic
0: like, but yeah no now that you mention it yeah Centurions is like the manly version of sailor Moon pretty much it's just like the the transformation sequences good like, good oh man, man they like working. and this is where like we see Doc Terror just like switching out the weapons
1: oh dude he straight up just like tore his shit off and put on a new weapon Uh.
0: Uh-huh. so like he's blasting they're fighting everything's on fire and they and the bad guys all manage to get away
1: yeah, so these are your more top-tier bad guys, apparently. Yeah. They're, they're aren't your typical 80s, oh, you'll you'll never get away with this. Foiled again! Not these
0: guys. This dude these has guys like, are straight-up, fuck you. Like, contingency plans. And apparently we learned that Doc Terror has an underground Arctic base. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's so much of, like, ice covering this base that... Like, they will actually be safe from the fires and everything that destroys the world. So, once everything they... calms down mm-hmm. and the radiation space just kind of burns itself up, they'll just be able to come back up be like, all right, everything's good. Let's go from here.
1: Yeah. Pretty much they had an Arctic bunker. They Gosh. planned for this.
0: And while the Centurions are fighting the Traumatizers, like, they literally... Dude, Doc Terror sets up a self-destruct on the mountain base.
1: Doc Terror is fucked.
0: He's like... And he gives it two minutes.
1: I'm scared of him. Bruh. (laughs) Dude. I'm scared of Doc Terror. Yeah.
0: He has
1: a plan for everything.
0: Oh man, so yeah, so the Centurions eventually defeat the traumatizers. And so we don't know. Obviously it took most of their two minutes. Um so eventually they, they get the ray, and they realize everything is starting to blow. And they manage to get away. Because, you know, our heroes have to get away and of course. live to fight another day but we still have the small problem of the ever increasing temperatures the radiation going crazy but now the base is destroyed so they don't have that high vantage point to actually you know turn the the, the ray on and use it from the full effect cuz the base that had all the equipment to amplify the you know the rays powers to the scale it needed has all been destroyed
1: Thanks to who?
0: Doc Terror.
1: Contingencies everywhere. Right.
0: So, like, <laughs> all right, we gotta figure something out. So, Ace actually just grabs it and he's like, all right, I got an idea. And he just heads straight up.
1: Brave ass bastard.
0: Yeah. So, he calls out to Sky Vault and he gets a one of his other armors. Known as Orbital Interceptor. So dude's literally got a space armor.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the Centurions have contingencies, too.
0: Yeah, because they all have, like, multiple armors. (laughs) Yeah. Because I know, like, for Jake, he had, like, the one where it was, like, the motorcycle. Which he used to, like, save the Admiral, like, at the beginning of the episode. That's true. And then he had, like, the one that's just, like... Guns out of his chest everywhere. (laughs)
1: It's called the fuck you armor.
0: Like that's just a full on ground assault. Man, Ace has a, a high altitude orbital armor. So basically he goes up. Basically what he does is he basically straps the ray to his chest, basically hooks it up into the power system for that armor and then uses basically something to draw the, the actual energy of the radiation itself to amplify the power of the ray.
1: That is some serious shit. Dude. You've got radiation defense armor.
0: Yeah.
1: it uses radiation as its attack power.
0: So he used the radiation to power up the, the cryo ray to take out the radiation and the fires that are caused by the radiation
1: that is some sheesh.
0: dude like they these are some quick thinking guys
1: oh yeah like they and are... the fact the fact that the 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 heroes and the villains are on the same slate
0: mhm
1: that is some scary shit
0: yeah so the fires are out. Uh, we go back to the headquarters. Where Oh dude, this, they, they okay, this ending scene was kinda stupid. Okay. <laughs> where Jake's like, so uh y'all guys want y'all you guys want some hot chili to celebrate? I would they love sh-
1: some diarrhea with my radiation. Yeah, thanks.
0: They straight up look at him like Bruh. We almost died from, like, fires. Why are you trying to serve us, like, your five-alarm chili, bitch? <laughs> just like, um, because chaos. Like, nah, nah, we'll just take some... We'll just drink some nice cold water. Nice cold water.
1: Some cold cuts.
0: Bruh. You yeah, know, so... <laughs> that, that end sequence was a little stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, <laughs> yeah. but that's your quirky 80s cartoons though for, for hate but dude overall man th- this episode was like really fun it was dude and
1: not for nothing but this the best part of this episode were the villain was was the villain
0: but it's like he, go, he... like dude like the villains are just absolutely insane
1: dude they're screwed in the head and this was your all-out, I-don't-give-a-shit-about-anything villain.
0: Right. It's and like, I will
1: kill you all. I don't care. This episode... I'll kill, I'll kill me.
0: ...flowed very quickly. Like it, it did. It really didn't feel like it took that long to watch it.
1: No, There was a lot going on, but it was very, like, fast-paced. You're right.
0: Right. But everything made sense, though. That's the best part of it. Like... I Once again, I bring up that episode of Mask we did a few weeks ago. Hoo! Where it just went from scene to scene, but it's like, eh, whatever. We're just like kind of giant... making shit up as long as we go and nothing yeah, really meshed. It
1: was a giant diarrhea dump.
0: But once again, like this had a very quick pace, but it was still like
1: Yeah, everything consistent.
0: connected. Yeah, exactly. Everything was playing off of what had previously happened. The bad guys had contingency plans.
1: On top of contingency plans, right? It's like, oh, that didn't work. Now you guys are fucked. Goodbye. Dude, when these 80s like, they villains, were ready,
0: dude. When they're written like to be confident and competent and smart, dude, they can be scary.
1: And that's exactly what this bastard was.
0: And he was—he like,
1: didn't care about anything
0: exactly he's like he's like
1: oh you know what my plan's gonna go my way either way you put it
0: he's like,
1: it's like oh, okay you stop
0: that stop this yeah, he's
1: exactly like,
0: i want the world i don't care what happens if, if if the entire scope of humanity is dead i don't care
1: yeah it's like either i will control it or i will destroy it either way it's mine yeah and that is some scary ass shit bruh he did not care build a block's body built ass boy he did not care (laughs) (laughs) he did not care (laughs) look at me I'm ugly you will all die Right. he needed some chapstick like it wasn't fucking funny
0: oh geez
1: oh them lips were chippity chapped
0: oh man I was very pleasantly surprised by this episode
1: yeah and again, it was very well written. Like, everything made sense. Right. Like, you can't just randomize an episode and be like, okay, just... Eat. Again, like Mass did. Like, just throw it out there. It's like, this episode was very well written. Everything was very well orchestrated. And both sides had an equal winning opportunity. Right. Like, it could have gone either way, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, the stakes were very high. Yeah. And there was enough tension to make you go, yeah, no, the stakes are very high here. And there are some serious consequences that will happen if there are heroes don't win. Exactly.
1: And that's the scary part about it. Like, there was a real, real threat here. Man. And that threat was on the cusp of
0: winning. Right. You don't More get More so that than the lot. bad
1: guys. I mean, not the bad guys, but the good guys winning.
0: Right. And you don't get that a lot in the eighties cartoons.
1: Oh no, you don't. Because it's more so it's more so focused on your heroes for sale and right. this, this and that, but the bad guy like in this one the bad guys were seriously about to win. Yeah. And fuck up everything.
0: No, uh, absolutely.
1: People were going to die.
0: Yeah. Great, great episode overall, man. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. this one.
1: This was like some James Bond shit. Like, people were going to, like, straight up die. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's what makes it so great. It's like, it, it's very well written. Like, these mm-hmm. these people were really, like, they were on their shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, I think my only gripe about this episode is the time. Like, the timeline of events.
1: That is true. With the whole Tibet thing and, yeah. It was like... It was
0: all Can off. we not mention, like, concrete time frames if we're going to throw, like, these logistical things in? Like, you know, oh, the world's going to die in 12 hours. But you've already taken, like, over half of that, like, drafting the surrender documents?
1: Pretty much. We must go to Tibet now!
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Maybe that's the that the twelve hours is maybe the one detail they shouldn't have mentioned.
1: Yeah, they should have done that. I mean, again, I guess I know, back like, then kids weren't really thinking about that, but right, I know. We, again, as adults, we're like, oh, uh, stop right there.
0: Yeah, we give these cartoons a lot of flack for not giving enough detail. Yeah, this episode almost gave too much detail.
1: Like the, it was trying to be too authentic.
0: Yeah. It's like, ah, buh, 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 buh. stop right there. Like, if they hadn't directly mentioned 12 hours, and basically, and that being the point where people would literally start dying. Oh, yeah. yeah Unless
1: he no, didn't tell us people died.
0: I mean, there could be people dying. People could have died in this episode.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine the child watching this and, like, clapping his hands and looking at his parents?
0: <laughs> people are dead. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Once again, why do I overthink these things? Because we're adults. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is a scary prospect. There probably really are people that died in that episode. Like, children and elderly
1: oh yeah i mean with the way with the way the, the whole thing progressed uh that's that's a, a huge possibility yeah
0: wow this episode just got like sadder <laughs> right it's like okay so a
1: small portion of the genocide probably happened that
0: is entirely possible
1: Wow. They just didn't mention it because yeah. mm, People are dead.
0: Yeah, that was an unexpected twist. And realistically <laughs> that probably happened. <laughs> What's a twist? Cuz let's face it like even in just in Florida alone, when we get to like the worst parts of the summer,
1: people die.
0: Like there are advisory warnings just from our hundred degree it. temperature days that
1: yeah stay in the, the house
0: children and they, they a lot chi- of people don't have homes yeah children and the elderly they're like just go stay home or if you can find a public building hang out there pretty much just find a way to get inside
1: get in the goddamn a.c now right Ooh boy Those hot... Like, I remember those hot days, dude. Like, they seriously had people out there, like... Yeah. With advisories, like, get your ass in the building.
0: Yeah. Dude, man. So, like, I can actually see that happening, like, kind of an unspoken thing in this episode that there were probably people that once things started getting hotter... People probably did die in this episode.
1: They either died or panicked and started acting a damn fool and killing others. Like, exactly what he said was going to happen.
0: Oh, geez, that.
1: It probably started and then stopped.
0: Oh, dude, like, there probably would have been some of that if, like, this was a modern. If there was, like, a modern adaptation of this series. Ooh,
1: yeah. Some casualties for sure.
0: Dude. Honestly, thinking about it, Centurions might be one of those that is kind of prime for, like, with our day and age and kind of the technology we have. Mm. It could make an interesting movie.
1: It would, to be honest.
0: Dude. Bro, like, Doc Terror and Hacker were just ugly as heck in the 80s. Good. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Hacker, Give those two like, the
1: Michael Bay treatment. Dude, if Hacker sneezed, he'd bite a hole in his chest.
0: Oh, dude. But seriously, <laughs> dude. like, seriously
1: had a serious overbite. Uh,
0: if they had, like... If those two had, like, the Michael Bay Transformers kind of aesthetic... Oh, yeah. They'd be scary as hell, dude.
1: Dude, if they could turn Shredder into a cyborg, imagine those two.
0: Oh man. Oh, I forgot Michael Bay did those movies. Uh, unfortunately. I actually haven't seen either of them.
1: Um for what they're worth, it's like a modern day spin. Like I on this... what the Ninja Turtles can be. Yeah, I mean but why I... are they so why are they so fucking big? I don't know. How are they gonna get in the sewer?
0: Right? Like I'm pretty sure they're all bigger than like the sewers.
1: They're huge. Especially Raph. I mean, Raph is kind of the strong guy anyway. I get it. But good God, why is it so goddamn big? Oh,
0: jeez. Yeah, so many unanswered questions.
1: um, It's entertaining to watch, I'd say the least. But expect to be like, what the fuck on many scenes?
0: I actually heard the second one was pretty decent.
1: The second one... Was very nostalgic because of Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, it was more entertaining because of like the eighties nostalgic cartoons. Yeah, and it was it was decent.
0: Oh, that's good. My only thing thing.
1: is, what's what's her fucking name? Megan. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. She is not a good April O'Neill at all.
0: She's not really a good actress in general.
1: I'm telling you, she was screwing Michael Bay through the entire franchise of Transformers, Ninja Turtles, everything.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, maybe we could get some of these 80s franchises rebooted without Michael Bay. Yeah. That'd be nice.
1: So what do you want to do for Transformers? Explosions. How about Ninja Turtles? Explosions! It's
0: like, okay. Oh, man. But no, I think Centurions is one I would be interesting to see some kind of a reboot for.
1: Dude, if they ever did a, a movie, I'd go see it.
0: Uh, like, that I want to see. Uh, Not 80s, but I want some kind of big-budget live-action Animorphs <clears throat> series.
1: Oh my god, that would be and glorious.
0: Not and not like a movie. I think it would do better as a Netflix series. Because there was a I whole so. lot of there was a whole lot of series there, and that whole war. But dude, hmm. give it like some Netflix budget and just oh add yeah, that's another one I want to see.
1: Dude, if they can do Witcher, they can do some some freaking Animorphs.
0: Dude. Netflix can do a lot of things right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. You guys got Disney Plus to compete with. Let's go.
0: All right. Oh,
1: Everyone's dude. drooling over The Mandalorian right now.
0: Oh, dude. Fun show. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yes, fun I show. I
1: started it. I'm like, damn it. This is good. And bruh. Bruh. Like, the first episode was very slow, but... It's good. This this is a good series.
0: And also, Gina Carano. Just... Whew. Thank you. Yes, sir.
1: Empowered, sexy-ass battle women. For the win. Uh,
0: straight up for the win, dude. Absolutely. All right, but I think that'll do it for another episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. As always, check us out at com. Look us up on the social medias. And, of course, give us that comment and subscribe on your podcast provider of choice. And we'll see you next week, folks.
1: You better find us.